Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on February 8th, 2020. Today we have a massive MLB trade to talk about. Our first guest, former All-Star pitcher Ross Stripling, traded from my favorite team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, to Tyler's favorite team, the Los Angeles Angels. And there were some other components of that trade. Some other big-name players, but Ross Stripling, biggest player to us. We're going to talk about that first, talk about the rest of the trade. Also, in a lesser news, I guess you could say, the Super Bowl happened. Oh, Tyler, I love your Anchorman Cup. Oh, My Anchorman you. Cup. The Super Bowl happened. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions for the first time since Super Bowl Four. Talk about that a little bit. We had a, a little bet that we might talk about, might not talk about. Definitely we'll going to talk about. And we also are going to pick some XFL teams because the F- XFL starts tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday, like a good listener. And Saturday. I'm, well, I'm saying tomorrow. It's if Saturday. you're listening to this on Oh, shit. We're recording a day late. Yeah, we're bad recorders. They're not bad listeners. Listening to this today, we got some MCU news. A former, I guess he's still a big name, big name director who is known for some other big name comic book movies, directing a new MCU movie coming out to a theater near you. you. I can't talk today, Ty. This is my second time trying to do the intro. You okay? No, I am not. We're just going to power through. And we're also announcing our giveaway winner. We gave away a Edgar Martinez Hall of Fame bobblehead for all the Mariners fans out there. Surprisingly, there was a lot of them. And uh, we're going to announce that giveaway, post it on Twitter, and yeah, let's get into the show. Let's do it. 
I don't feel so good. Halt! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Tyler, can I get a bit of a drum roll, please? We are doing a random number. We are doing a random number generator to decide the winner of our Twitter giveaway. 1 through 41. There's 53 retweets, but some people either don't follow us or just don't follow us. I think that was what we concluded. Yeah, something like that. 41. 1 through 41. Random number generator. Tyler's going to go down the list. 1 being the top person, 41 being the bottom, and uh, announce the winner. I'm pretty sure there's random like retweet pickers, but this is just the way we do it within the lines. Do it like caveman. Pressing the generate button, Ty. Number 33. Your oh, two. Oh, my. Your favorite number twice. Tyler is counting all the way to 33. <laughs> to let you guys know, I got that Edgar Martinez bobblehead at a Mariners game in September. It wasn't even a giveaway day, but it was fan appreciation night, so they just came up to me and my girlfriend Riley, gave us two bobbleheads. Don't know why. I guess it was just left over from the giveaway from previous, the year, the game previous. Because I'm pretty sure they gave them away like July during this Hall of Fame ceremony. Do you have our winner, Ty? Yeah, I hope you're talking to listeners there, not me. I wasn't listening to a word. I wasn't li- talking to you, don't um, worry. But thank you for your service, Jeff Grimes. Jeff Grimes. What is his Twitter at? at? UTLaw97, former U.S. Army paratrooper with bronze service. At UT... What is it again? Sorry, I'm trying at to find him. UTLaw97. 97. Former U.S. Army paratrooper with bronze service star on his jump wings. Five deployments. A, a Tennessee... Seattle fan. We're sending this fucker across the United States. Yes, we are. Congrats to Jeff Grimes. We are going to uh, follow him, DM him right now, tweet that he announced the giveaway. I wonder if he just saw that we followed him and he's like, ooh. Oh, did you? I it just didn't followed him on right my now. page. I also followed him. Oh, He just got followed by us twice. Maybe unfollowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Congrats to Jeff Grimes. Let's get into the big baseball news. Mm. Our first guest. Hmm. One of two guests we've had. We need uh, to get better in that. Former MLB All-Star. Ross Stripling traded from the Los Angeles Dodgers to the Los Angeles Angels, along with Jock Peterson. Jock Pop. Tyler, how are you feeling right now? Chicken strip. I'm feeling really good as long as we get them, because <laughs> this is all contingent on another trade going through that has been a shit, like just a complete shit show from the beginning. To be fair, I think that's a part of, you know, the beat writers, the MLB beat writers, like getting the dig before it's official and then reporting it. And then like, how many times does this happen behind the scenes and they scenes and they just don't get the dig until after it happens? You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. No, this is them, definitely them jumping the gun and not knowing any of the details, but getting excited and just blowing their load all over well, Twitter. Well, yeah, when it was first announced, it was Jock Peterson. Well, it was like Jock Peterson, then it wasn't Jock Peterson, then the Twins got thrown in, which is another trade we'll talk about. Not as important as this uh, Jock Peterson-Ross Stripling trade. And then it was announced <laughs> that they got another big league arm, uh, Mason. Shout out Mason if you're listening. Quakes Bat Boy sent that to me. Excuse me, sent that to me, and I was like, oh, it's Caleb Ferguson. There's, And I, I told him, I said, there's no way the Dodgers would be dumb enough to trade Kent Maeda and Ross Stripling in the same, like, oh, I, I spoiled the other trade. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> like it's in spoiled. the same day, and they did. And I guess, I mean, we can afford it. Ross, if you're listening, I don't think you are, but if you are, I appreciate you, you appearing on our podcast. It is not official yet, so we did not reach out to him. If you would like to make your first podcast appearance after the trade on Within the Lines, we are more than welcome to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about, Tyler can tell you some things about the Angels. I can tell you uh, good places to eat at the stadium. There you go. At the, yeah, just go in the concourse during the game. <laughs> I mean, 
he's an everyday starter now, Jay. So he basically gets four out of five days off. Yeah. So Great. he could just be chilling in the stands, going to get some uh, some some pizza. Got OG's Pizza over there in right field. Yeah. Chicken strips probably somewhere. Got a big ass hot dog somewhere. Yeah. But again, as an Angels fan, how do you feel? Not if the trade goes through. Just how do you feel with the additions of Ross Stripling and Jock Peterson? Before this, I was I was somewhat optimistic for the season. Okay. I thought we were going to do good with Rendon. I thought Joe Adele was going to come up and be a good fit in the outfield. I told you he's got some time. He doesn't have some time. I thought he was going to have be... four outfielders right now. He's not coming up to like unless someone gets hurt or September call-ups. I thought he was going to be a good fit in our outfield. I thought we were going to be a, a gritty team and make a wild card spot. Okay, now what do you, how are you thinking? I'm all in. <laughs> oh my god. I'm all in. <laughs> Jason, let me uh let me pull something up here. Is it that the Angels have like the second best war projected offensive war in the league? Uh, Jason, <laughs> is that what it is? You're goddamn right, it is. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> you know who's third? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. That's fine. Pitching wins championships. You know who's first? The Astros. A team that cheated, who clearly isn't going to be as good this year. The Angels are going to have the best offense in baseball, and we're expected right now to have the 15th best uh, starting rotation. Which is very mediocre and perfectly okay for our offense. <laughs> okay, I will. I don't want to derail the Tyler train. I definitely think the Angels are a wild card team. I still think the Astros win that division. Yeah, me too. They didn't punish any players. I'm all in. Um, I will be wary again. Ross Stripling, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm about to, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be fairly critical of not him, his former teammate that is still his teammate. Yeah, Jock Peterson, love him. Have a Jock Peterson jersey. And the past two years, I will give him credit. He was far more consistent. He's like around a 247 hitter. He hits bombs. Um, he's practically unusable against left-handed pitching. I mean, that's just putting it lightly. Like, he cannot hit left-handed pitching, which I don't think that'll be a big issue for you guys because you guys have four outfielders. But he gets streaky, Ty. He, gets, he's had, he has points where he's elite elite, and then he has points where he's like double-A hitter. And just knowing the Angels' track record of what happens to guys when they go to Anaheim, I would just be worried that you're going to get more of that double-A guy just because he's an Angel. Absolutely. Because you guys have some sort of voodoo curse around you. Not only that, if we go a little way, a little ways back for any of the longtime listeners. Oh, okay. We had a fun little conversation where I argued uh, Cole Calhoun was just a better Jock Peterson. <laughs> and you're just replacing Calhoun <laughs> with Jock Peterson. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that's fine. It's going to be all right. <laughs> I'm glad I you thoroughly, brought that I up. thoroughly remembered it because I told Victoria when it happened. I was like, I argued my ass off that Cole Calhoun was just <laughs> a slightly better Jock Peterson, and now we're fucking replacing him with Jock Peterson. <laughs> um, That's a good point, though. That is a good – I didn't think about it like that because you think about it like, oh, it's a huge upgrade, but then if you think of – even if Cole Calhoun's marginally worse, like – I think he's – I think Jock's a little bit better of a hitter, but they're both very streaky hitters. Yeah. Jock's a lot better when he's hot. Yeah. But Cole Calhoun's a fucking gold glove defender, and Jock yeah. might be a good defender, but Cole Calhoun – Jock's not a good defender. Significantly better. I, I don't know what he is. I was he's, just saying. He's not bad, but he's not – he's weird. I think he's like – he is plays – a streaky fielder also? He like fields better than he should. I think like all the advanced analytics say he's like pretty bad, but um, he never seemed to have a problem for us. So – <laughs> I did see some Angel fans tweeting how uh, Jock could play first base for you guys and give relief to pool holes. I don't know if you saw Jock Peterson play first base for no. us. He's not going to be playing first base for you guys. That's fine. It was bad. It I was don't, really bad. I don't know who we're going to have at first base. Pool holes, I guess? I think they're going to try and put Tommy Listella at first base. Matt Thaisis? 
thesis statement? Maybe, but we have David Fletcher and Tommy Listella, who are both great in you know infielders. Short first baseman. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'd be worried about that. I mean, we have Anthony Rendon and fucking Simmons throwing to him. I'm not worried about it. I was gonna I was maybe gonna suggest Rendon at first, but you don't waste his glove at no. first. Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't I don't know what we're gonna do. I know we're gonna get plenty of uh both of them with because we have a DH, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I'm feeling good. The biggest thing, like I liked the jock pickup, and when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I, I really was like, "Oh, that's cool." Fuck yeah, yeah. stripling. <laughs> it's just the fact that it's stripling, and not yeah. only that, but the yeah. fact that he's gonna slot in as our two-three starter mm-hmm. and push everyone else down. Because that's the thing. You see Andrew Heaney as your three starter, <laughs> and you're like, ah, I don't know. You see Andrew Heaney as your former four Dodger starter. Andrew Heaney. Hey, fine. For 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you see him as your fourth guy. Things look a lot better. <laughs> so push the rotation down. You have Otani once a week, Julio Tehran, Ross Stripling, Andrew Heaney, Griffin Canning, who's still a good – he had a good rookie season. Yeah, he could definitely improve. Yeah. Could not. And then we have a couple of other young Dylan guys. Bundy. Yeah. You just added. Dylan it's, Bundy. And then a couple of, I think, Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval, yeah. It's definitely a uh, just be decent enough – to for the offense to win games rotation except for Ross Stripling of course yeah no absolutely and then not only that our bullpen we had a couple of key injuries to the bullpen uh Middleton was coming back mm-hmm. who's actually a really good reliever wasn't Cam Bedrosen hurt a I believe for so a long time last year and so I think our bullpen's going to be good and if we have decent starters which we did not have last year <laughs> bullpen's going to be significantly better when they have to pitch less innings and yes but this is again ho- Very- hoping that the that all these guys just pitch you're not you're not expecting them to be better than what they are. I don't think you're doing that. Like, okay, so like Mason, the guy I shouted out, he's really unrealistic about the Angels. Like he was saying how jaw. Like I'm fine with it. Like he's gonna buy a jock jersey, and I'm like, dude, he's on a one year contract. Like he's you know <laughs> that is like, a bad idea. But like, especially with the Dell coming up, we're not yeah. keeping him. <laughs> but he's kind of unrealistic, and I think he would expect the Angel staff to be like one of the best in the league. I don't think you're expecting that, but there is the possibility of it. Just also oh, no, could be complete yeah. shit. I think more more likely than not, you guys are going to be decent enough. Um, I think I think we're projected right now to have the fifteenth best starting rotation in baseball, and I think give or take three spots, I think we could be at best thirteenth, at worst eighteenth. I, I think at best maybe like tenth. I think at worst you can fall all the way to like twenty fifth if you just have the yeah. wrong injuries and you know what I mean. Oh, Tony gets breaks. hurt early again. Yeah, I mean that could go downhill very fast. The one um, criticism I would have—it's not even a criticism of Ross Stripling; it's just a concern. Um, he hasn't proven that he can handle a full season's workload yet. No. Because his one all-star year, he was absolutely phenomenal out of the starting rotation, loved it. And I think he can do it, but he did start to falter towards the end of the year. I think he had an injury. Uh, ZRA went from like one-sixth up to like three, but still three ERA is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the one I think thing I, do it. I think most people or they overlook is we run a six-man rotation. It's funky, yeah. but there's six starters. It's not five. So the guys aren't going to be attacked as much as they yeah. have been in the past. It's not going to have fair. to do as much. You know, it's funky since Otani – it'll probably be what they did his rookie year, which is Otani pitches every Sunday. Yeah. Um. So it's not like an actual six-man rotation, but it, I don't know it how takes I, some of the workload I'm off. writing an article about that. I don't know how I feel about that whole Sunday thing. Like, I like this – I just – It's very much for marketing, too. It, well, yeah, but like <laughs> – do you risk getting the other guys, you know, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not rotation. Uh, what is the, when you have a, a routine routine is a big thing for MLB pitchers. Absolutely. So are you going to potentially throw someone off and push them back a day or move them up a day just so Shohei can start on Sunday, just so you could tweet Sundays are for Shohei. 
Or would you just rather like ran a tweets. or would you just rather run a traditional six man rotation, have him pitch whenever his turn is up, maybe skip a start or two throughout the year, you know, and prepare for those things. Like maybe if he has there's a Angels have an off day, he skips a start or something, you know, and hits or Yeah. I, I just don't know if I love that idea just because it could kind of throw a little bit of the stuff out of funk. I think it does, but also if he's pitching every Sunday, it gives I think it's them... good for him, but I'm saying it no, could it impact the does. other guys. It does good for him, but I think it's not like a, okay, we're giving you an extra day. Like, everyone's going to know when they're starting and when they're going to have that extra day. And yeah. maybe, you know, they get an extra bullpen or they take a day before they start their routine. You just got to hope the Angels handle it properly, which... <laughs> and again, new pitching coach, new manager. <laughs> I know. I have I have nothing but faith Is in the training staff new? Um, yeah. Ross, get no, some not. better health insurance. It's it's definitely not. Get some better health insurance. I know insur- some people. I got good insurance through my company. You can afford it. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. Um, no, but and a, a positive for Ross Stripling is the Dodgers never really gave him the chance to, um, you know, pitch consistently out of the rotation. They, he was always an in-between guy. And I think there is a lot of truth to be told about it's hard to balance being a starter when you don't know what your job is because there is routines you know you throw bullpens when you're a starter when you're a reliever you might not throw as many bullpens because you have to be ready on each day and you know there's a difference between throwing six innings and throwing one inning you know three days in a row and i think getting him in a consistent routine is something that's going to help him a lot i really do yeah i agree i i think he's going to be great for us i absolutely do i could legitimately if we make the playoffs i could see him or Tehran starting our first game in the playoffs yeah i could i could see that as well especially Um, if they want otani in the lineup which I think is more, it depends, but I think he absolutely could end up being a very, you know, front end rotation guy from the Dodgers standpoint. Uh, we had to make this trade to free up money. Jock Peterson made is going to make 7.75 million. He lost his arbitration case. I'm assuming stripling just got thrown in there. Like the angels kind of knew the Dodgers were desperate for freeing oh, up money. That absolutely was such a one-sided trade. And that's why I love it because we gave up nothing. I would, I would wait on saying that we gave up nothing, but Knowing the Dodgers, I'm just, I'm just saying. No, but again, if he stayed in our give system, the, he's nothing. Give, give the okay. I was gonna say give the trade three years because Luis Rangifo, Renfigo, Ren, Renhifo, he might be an all star <laughs> in three years. Just how the Dodgers have these wild breakouts and the prospects you sent us. Like the Dodgers have really good. Like I've said this before. Like when they trade prospects, those prospects almost never pan out or aren't as good. You know. Yadier Alvarez is like the one exception to the rule, but they've traded top 100 prospects. Like the Machado, top 100 prospect in the Machado deal is not wasn't even top 100 this year. Like he fell off so fast. And then when they get prospects in the return, the Puig trade, which I hated at the time, those two guys weren't top 100. Now they're both like top 70. Like so, their their scouting department's really good. So, I mean, That's depending what the prospects you guys sent us, like the Dodgers could make the most of them. And in a, in a sense, you traded one year of Jock and a guy who was like the seventh best starting pitcher on your team, you know, just because you're so heavy. And if you, you free up money and then you have some potential to build off of, like, I don't hate the trade. I, re- I, I hate that. I hate it was Ross, but I don't hate the trade in theory. I think it worked out good. I think it, it gave you guys what you needed to make the other deal happen. And it gave us a missing outfield spot. So we have four good outfielders and a good rookie who can come up if someone gets hurt mm-hmm. and depth to our rotation, which we absolutely needed. Yeah, and Ross is controllable too, which is good. And uh, a cool thing for Ross Stripling, A, he doesn't have to – I mean, maybe he will move to Orange County because – well, I know he – like Big Leaguer's lease. I think he leases, so – He um, might move, but he's still close well, to everyone. He, he has knows. a home in Houston, and they open the season in Houston. They're going to be in Houston a lot, obviously. He's going to get to spend more time at his actual house. I think nice. he has a ranch. Angels actually open the season in Houston and Texas and the Rangers 
So he's going to be in his home state the first like week of the season. Big so chilling. good for you, Ross. I'm, I'm happy for him. I really am. I'm happy he's going to get a chance to pitch every day. I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to be rooting for him. I really am. I love it. Unless will you get you a Ross Stripling Angels jersey. No, that, um, that crosses the line. If I buy it, will you wear it? No. No. If you got me like a Ross Stripling <laughs> shirt that was in red but didn't say Angels on it, it was just like one of those player branded shirts, you know, like the that one company makes them, I would wear it, but not, <laughs> not an Angels shirt. Sorry, Ross. My love for you isn't that deep. That's fine. I... But, uh, I mean, it is sad. It was. I was just having this conversation the other day, like a week ago with Riley. We were naming our top five favorite Dodgers, and Ross was like number two for me. Oh, I believe it. First guess. And, like, he's not, you know, like, he's not the star players. You know what I mean? Like, you don't go into fans and there's a Ross Stripling jersey. Yeah, there should obviously. be. Every fucking Dodger fan. Oh, Cody Bellinger, Clayton Kershaw. My top five was Ross Stripling. Gavin Lux, number one. Mm. Ross Stripling, number two. Mm. How's that for a top two? Pretty good. Number three, if he was still on the team, Rich Hill. I love Rich Hill. You love Rich Hill. I told but... you he wasn't going to be on the team. You didn't <laughs> listen. You got your heart broken. He's now on the Minnesota Twins with a fellow teammate, Kenta Maeda, which is another trade I saw happen. Maybe. It's going to go through. <laughs> Kenta got traded to the Twins in return for like a, a prospect, Brustar Gradial. Yep. Who was having uh, problems with his physical. Um. Maeda, I mean, he was another guy who was stuck in between. He didn't, he, he didn't like his role. He requested to be traded. It did kind of concern me a little bit that the Dodgers traded both of their bullpen slash starter kind of fringe guys. But then I looked at our rotation and I was like, I think we're fine. Yeah. Um, Does it hurt your depth though if someone gets injured? Well, I'll because read those you are off both the depth. your depth guys. I'll read you off the depth because we also so we essentially play, replaced Ross Stripling and Kenta Maeda with Alex Wood. Former Dodger, now a Dodger again, and David Price, who okay. was part of the Mookie Betts David Price trade. I like David Price a lot for us. I really do. I don't think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a perfect third starter in our rotation, a perfect 3 4 ERA, just doesn't have amazing games, but doesn't really blow it at all. Just as consistently six innings, two, three runs. He's never pitched in the National League. And so that's going to help. L.A. is a pitcher-friendly ballpark. And we just see the Dodgers, they always make the most of their guys, what to throw, what not to throw. I definitely think we could see a better David Price than he was in Boston. I absolutely think we could see that, especially in the NL West. I think As a third guy, I can't ask for much more. The NL West is going to help because um, the other teams, I'm, there isn't a whole lot going on. Yeah. Um, he's also aging, and you have him for three years, right? Which I'm honestly not concerned about. It's only... Th- so, yeah, he's paid a lot of money for three years. But in the next three years, we have Justin Turner's big contract ring up. Whether we bring him back or not, like, even if we bring him back, it's going to be less than he's making now. He's making, like, $18 million, $19 million. Kershaw's $30 million salary and Kenley's, like, $20 million salary free up the year after that. So we have money freeing up in the immediate future to potentially, like, extend Mookie Betts if we wanted to. And then since price is only three years and the Red Sox reportedly are going to pay some of the contract, it doesn't hinder us from re-signing Bellinger and Bueller and all that down the line. So, I'm I mean, not too concerned about the contract, honestly. This offseason, I went on record saying I would very willingly overpay for David Price on the yeah. Angels. So, yeah. I, I'm fine with it. I think he's he's still got plenty of talent. He's way overpaid for what he is. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. if you he's guys are like getting an ace. A, if you're getting a discount on it, yeah, and that's the second best player in the trade. Yeah. Again, and yeah, if that's the cost, if if having to take David Price's salary for three years and be your third best pitcher is the cost of Mookie Betts, then by all means, I will take it. Now, you guys might have the best outfield in all of baseball. Maybe. Um, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger. AJ Pollock, who... Absolutely yeah. could be good. Yeah. Again. 
Um, plays more than 60 games. <laughs> that's fucking terrifying. That's a really good offense. <laughs> My one concern is it's one year Mookie, and he very easily could walk after this year. Yeah. But you guys didn't give up a whole hell of a lot for him. If you break down the 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 different trades, we traded Alex Verdugo, who I hate to see leave. I really do. I don't. Um, but like, and that's the one piece it kind of hurts to trade. But at the same time, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They have so much money. Mookie Betts. Let's say he leaves this year. That's twenty seven million dollars that we paid him this year that we now have freed up. The Dodgers can easily go sign an outfielder to a two year deal. They can easily go trade for another rental outfielder. Like. They have such a deep farm system and so much, and they have money freeing up if he does leave. Like, they can easily pivot and replace that hole instantly. We've seen them do that all the time. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Okay, so we gave up Alex Verdugo, Kenta Maeda, Ross Stripling, and Jock Peterson for Mookie Betts. And David Price. And David Price. Like, Ross is the best part of that trade, but I would do that. If you would have told me the Dodgers would have traded those four players just to Boston for that return, I'd be like, what is Boston smoking? Yeah, no, absolutely. And then the issue now is because it's not those players going to Boston. Yeah. It's less. Well, yeah. And Two it's... of those players are going to the Angels. The best piece, arguably, is going to the Angels. Yeah. Verdugo, I think, is the best piece. Verdugo is good. He's pretty good. Um, He's got a lot of potential. And he's very young. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of off-the-field stuff, though, Jay. Don't even start throwing allegations out there. I don't. Time. There's a legitimate thing going on with him. What, what's that? Let me look it up. Okay, to be completely, uh, my this is all hypothetical, not hypothetical. This is a, uh, oh, Alex Verdugo's alleged past. Yes. Um. Sexual assault are bad optics. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna comment on that because that's just allegations. I don't know the truth. I will say. This is with all due respect, and I have no inside knowledge of the situation this is just my speculation this is not me reporting anything or claiming to know anything but i do think the dodgers might have been more willing to part ways with alex verdugo after giving because they never wanted to part ways with him before when he was a prospect he got his year in the big leagues and yeah he was great but even dave roberts was on the record saying like he's getting better on the field now he needs to get better in like in the clubhouse like he's like or he said like he's getting better in the clubhouse too I think maybe, you know, he was still young. Maybe he was a little immature, and maybe it was just one of those things, like, they were okay with moving him because of that. Like, the, the just the clubhouse fit wasn't great. You know what I mean? And, like, at at some points, that can outweigh even the talent you're bringing. So, especially when you're upgrading the Mookie bets. So Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it was an issue with the Dodgers, but I definitely think it made it easier to part ways with Alex Verdugo. Um, the off-field thing was, quote-unquote, from this article, Credibly implicated in a sexual assault. Yeah. So I I do not believe he committed it, but he allowed something to go on knowingly. Hmm. I don't know. It's all speculation. There's a bunch of stuff coming up right now, which everyone's like, I I get the Red Sox had to get something. They already agreed to it. I'm sorry. They can't pull out now. Unless the physicals (laughs) fail, which is the problem, I'm not letting them pull out. That's fine, Jay. I'm not. I am not letting them. (laughs) Take a flight over to Boston. Have a word. How are you going to feel if you get screwed out of this because oh, I'm gonna, of this? I was going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking upset. That's why I've been like timid about it. I'm like, oh, if it goes through, because I'm worried. And then imagine being like Ross Stripling, like, damn, they tried trading me. Now I'm still on this team. Oh, big awkward time Yeah, going on there. Yeah, Just walk in and like, oh, yeah, you don't want too. me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Dodgers lineup is scary, Ty. How I want to see. I, I, a lot of people I are. I think the Angels lineup scarier. Especially with the DH. 
You're are you being serious? Dead serious. We're projected more war. <sighs> we have a DH. You don't have a DH. That is a huge addition. Justin Upton had a down season last year because he started off injured. He's gonna Okay. You give me a Jock I don't think Justin Upton's gonna be good. You give me Jock Peterson, who's all right. Best player in baseball, and Mike Trout. Justin Upton, who was a you silver said slugger two years ago. I'm just going through the positions right now. Justin, Justin Upton slugger. hit 215 last year. A couple years ago, he's a silver slugger. Uh, four years ago. No, three years. Well, it will be four seasons ago this season. Anthony Rendon, third in MVP voting. Anthony yeah, Simmons, one of the best shortstops in all of baseball. Underrated offense. He's very mediocre to good on offense, great on defense. An all-star second baseman in Tommy LaSella. Oh, he was legitimately an all-star. Okay, okay. David Fletcher, who was uh, the one guy left out, but he was right there for an all-star, and he's young. And then some catcher. <laughs> and then Shohei Otani at DH. I think with Someone Otani, who's not going to hit every day. I think with what Otani about your first baseman? In the lineup, Albert Pujols is a veteran who's going to hit into a lot of double plays. But I think when he's not the guy to lean on, I think if we have Pujols hitting in the fucking seventh spot, no big deal. Simmons wasn't that good last year, by the way. Uh, Simmons had a down year last year too, but he was the year before. Let's go. Let's go through it position by position, okay? I just, just do that for it. me. Just do that for me. Final the catcher, Will Smith or whoever's Will playing Smith. catcher for you. First base, Max Muncy or Albert Pujols. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna use my substitution here. I'm gonna use our DH for first base. Otani. He's not playing. Every, he's playing like two games out of the week. At least three. I'll take Max Muncy every with, day. Our lineup with Shohei in the lineup is better than your lineup. No way. It is. No way. It is. Max Muncy, you had the minor league player of the year, Gavin Lux, who was insane last year. I'm not even Or gonna, an all-star. Huh? Minor league player of the year or an all-star at second base in Tommy Okay, Lestella. a standout all-star who had half a good Absolutely season. Absolutely could just bomb, but he got injured, but he was an all-star. Okay. And he so, needs some respect. I'm oh, going to take the all-star over a minor league player. A guy who was... Absolutely phenomenal in a full season in, you know, double A and triple A. I'm just saying. So is Vlad Guerrero Jr. How'd that work out last year? I would take, I would, Vlad could very well have a great year next year. He could, but he didn't. So it doesn't mean shit. And Tommy Lestella was, or not that good before. Oh, he wasn't, but he figured it out. New hitting coach, new system. Oh my gosh. Shortstop. Corey Seager's better than Anderson Simmons at the plate. Easily. Easily. I think. You were just saying the plate. like at three the plate, weeks fine. ago at that the plate, fine. you think Seager's better than Francisco Lindor. Yeah, I do. He's good. We're but talking about offenses right now. That's why I said at the plate, yeah. Okay. Third I think base. Simmons, I'll give Rendon over Turner, but it's not, easily. Long not shot. a huge gap. No, it's not. Rendon was third in MVP. No, it's not. And Turner would have been up there if he wasn't hurt. Are you- <laughs> okay, again, you're taking last year and assuming that's going to translate Rendon's to this year. Rendon's been one of the most consistent players in all of baseball. I think he hit like 270 two seasons ago. Like, last year was a significant uptick it in his production. Uptick, but it's not like he's been bad. He's been good as his not. career. And Turner's been good the last four years. Okay. I'm just telling you. Rendon is easily better than Turner. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not better. But I'm saying the gap is not as big as you're making it out to seem. Okay. I'll give you the stats the last Left field. three years if you want them. Left field. Do you want the stats from the last three years? Let's go through the team. Who's playing left field for you? Justin Upton. Okay, I'll take AJ Pollock over Justin Upton. Absolutely not. Justin Upton hit 212. A.J. Pollock was garbage and last he's year. he's old. A.J. Pollock was as not as bad as you think. If A.J. Pollock was on the Angels, you'd be saying how he's going to have a better year. I he's going to turn it around just we'll like Justin tie, Upton. Because I think Justin Upton easily could be a 280 hitter with 30 bombs. 
Pollock was a 266 hitter with 15 bombs in half a season's worth of work. And you're saying he was bad. Just saying. Can't say healthy. I'm pretty sure that's like pretty close to Tommy Listella's numbers that he put in half in his half a season. Can't say healthy. Neither can Tommy Listella then. Center field. It depends who's playing center. Okay, I'll give Trout over Bellinger, but that's two MVPs. So again, that's not a huge difference. And then you got Betts versus Peterson slash whoever. Betts. And then I'll I'll put Pools over your pitcher. Okay, that's fair. But then our bench is insane. Chris Godwin was a good bench player. I mean, Chris Taylor, great bench player. He's like a 260-270 hitter off the bench. Kike, left-handed specialist. Rangifo, probably not nothing special, honestly. Nope. Um, who else was on our bench? I don't even know who else is on our bench right now. I'm drawing a blink. I don't Fucking know who's going to be on our bench He's terrible. Year. Still probably better than your backup catcher. <laughs> probably. I don't know what the fuck's going on at catcher with us. That's what I'll, I'll give that. You're ridiculous for saying the Angels have a better offense. We have I'm a sorry. better projected I'm offense sorry. than the Dodgers. I'm sorry. It's a higher projected than your guys's. Okay. That's not crazy to me. Going off of everything, the experts, are, the fucking stats are saying we have a higher projected offense. You guys don't That's have a That's carried DH. because Mike Trout has four better war than the second best player in baseball. Yes, he so does. So you guys are marginally better than us because you have a guy who is head and shoulders better yeah. than everyone else. Absolutely. Top to bottom, the Dodgers are much better. If you take the Dodgers six through eight versus the Angels six through eight, who are you more scared of? Six through eight? So three three batters? Even one through five. You have... I, I would have Muncie leading off, Betts hitting second, Turner hitting third, Bellinger hitting fourth. And also... Seager uh, hitting fifth. Fletcher. I'd throw Fletcher in at first or something for us. Fletcher is a great fucking player. So you give me Tom Listella or David Fletcher leading off. David Fletcher's not as, as good at his best as Chris Taylor, who's like our 10th best person. What? Easily. Easily. Fletcher has a better batting average, but his fucking OPS is um, 95% sure lower. David Fletcher had nearly a four war last year. 0.74. Yep. Chris Taylor has a higher war or higher uh, OPS. I don't know what his war was. Nearly a four war. Chris Taylor had a 2.4 war, but only had 400 plate appearances. 414. David Fletcher is a quality player. He's only 25, about to be 26. Absolutely could step it up this year. And continue to improve. He was great. He was a great breakout fucking utility player. And you I give think me you're getting a little delusional one of them, here, Ty. I, I honestly have no idea how our line is going to work out is the issue with this. But I've got to imagine we'll go Fletcher, Peterson. I did some math. If Chris Taylor had the same amount of at-bats as David Fletcher, he'd have a uh, .1 higher war. I mean, Fletcher's a good defender, so... So what does that say offensively? <coughs> Fletcher's a good defender and Chris He's Taylor's a 290 still better. hitter. Give me the raw stat. Give me a 290 hitter. I'll be fine with it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You give me Trout, Rendon, You've been on Otani. the record of saying batting average is skewed and you look at OPS. Chris Taylor has a higher OPS and now you're saying give me the 290 hitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big batting average is skewed guy. Oh, my God. Okay. You are. That's not me. Oh, my God. Okay. When we go back to our All-Star episode and everything okay. you said was OPS. <laughs> I said I went off of OPS, yes. So? But I'm still a big batting average guy. Chris Taylor gets on base not as much, but slugs much better. That's fine. Our lineup is going to be better than your lineup this year if everyone's okay. healthy. Okay. I'm just going to bookmark this. Immediately, we have a DH. That I'm makes our team better. This. 
The fact that you have a pitcher getting okay, but compare your offense to the teams you're playing in the AL who also have a DH versus our offense versus the teams we're playing. If you give us a DH, then we smoke you guys easily. That's fine, but you don't get a DH. Okay, but you're also playing teams that have a DH, so it's not like you have that advantage <laughs> against your peers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying our lineup is better than your lineup with a DH. The okay, first then thing take I said, that. The first thing I said if was because If you have nine of the hitters DH. instead of eight, I will take the nine hitters. But just offense, no. The first thing I said was because I of the guarantee DH. we score more runs still. Guaranteed. I don't know about that one. I will bet my life on that, that we score more runs. We'll figure out something then. Because okay. I'm fine with it. We're going to score more runs. <laughs> Especially if Joe Adele comes up. <laughs> I stand by that. I would love to see Adele Peterson platoon in right field. Would you say the Dodgers offense got better? Yeah. What kind of question is that? You got Mookie Betts. Because <laughs> we we scored a uh, hundred and seven, eighteen more runs than you guys. So would you guys say with us getting better, you got maybe a hundred and fifty runs better? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We got a third and MVP guy. All right, Ty. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Healthy Listella. Justin Upton bounce back. Okay. Mike Trout in his prime. All right. We'll see. I'm, I'm just going to circle back to this. That's fine. I can't wait I to stand circle by back it. to this. I'm just going off of quite literally projected offense <laughs> by experts, not just me. <laughs> oh, Have man. us ranked one ahead of you. Point one. Oh, my better God. war. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> All right. I will say you have a better projected war total. Yeah. By about three. Yeah. Well, how does that make sense? Shouldn't our pitching, pitching be heads and shoulders above yours? <laughs> yeah, but our offense is better. <laughs> by point one. So how are we only point three? Where are you finding this? Where is this information? Uh, Bill Bill Shaquin, Fangraphs.com, Death Charts. Is this on Twitter? Uh, it's favorited on our thing if you want to look. Oh, now you're going to make me pull up a tweet. How long ago did he tweet this? Because I'm not on our, our Twitter account on my laptop. I'm not sure. You're looking right at it, I thought. Um, I, I see it. Followed the link. February 5th. I see it now. The depth chart is not organized, by the way. So that's fun. What do you mean? It just... It, it's not organized by war, even though that's what he referenced. It's organized by overall war. <clears throat> um, no, it's not. Yeah, what it is. is. Mets are projected 41. I have it organized. Oh, mine didn't when get I organized. When I clicked it. <laughs> it's Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, Twins, Athletic, Rays, Braves, oh, National Indians, Mets, Red Sox. All the way down here are the Angels. <laughs> At fourth. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, we'll Orioles see. with their 17.8. That's impressive to be that bad. And also, if we have any Mariners fans listening, uh, 29th. It's got to be tough being a Mariners fan. I think we yeah. got a lot of Mariners followers on Twitter, and I just want to publicly apologize. I don't know if they're listen actually listening, though. They might be, though. Who knows? If you are here, I apologize for you. We don't talk <laughs> about the Mariners a lot because you guys are terrible. <laughs> uh, sign Yasiel Puig. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's so underrated. It pisses me off, He's dude. He's got the highest um, like expected war out of all the free agents left. So, Yeah, but like, why is he getting slept on so much, dude? Fuck it. He's well, a solid player. Like, He's not him. great, but he's definitely like should have been signed by now. <laughs> Absolutely. People act like he's freaking Garbo. 
makes me mad. He's a career. He has a career OPS over eight. Like, and he's still twenty nine. I forgot he was the cover of an MLB The Show. Yeah, it was like fifteen or fourteen or yeah. something. I saw. I was going through. It was like a YouTube video. It was like, oh, the graphics through the years, and it showed the cover for each one. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, Yasiel Puig was on the cover. Yeah. Joe Maurer went back to back. Yeah. That's crazy. 29, 20, 2009, 2010, I think. Poor Yasiel Puig. It's actually reported that the Giants are um, pursuing him. So oh, poor Yasiel Puig. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks for him. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I got about the Dodgers. So you were real upset about the Dodgers. I'm not upset. Me saying the Angels are going to be oh, better off. Yeah, than the I'm Dodgers. upset about that. <laughs> Jason, we had a competition. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. We uh we talked about it on the pod. We chose yeah. some gambling picks. Mm-hmm. Uh prop bets. Yep. Jason, what ended up happening there? What ha- what ended up happening is uh only one of my five hit and I believe two of your five hit, but one of them was pretty minor. Um but what the difference maker was was A Rod appearing during the halftime show, which I think technically was only during the performance. But I told you that it was allowed any time during halftime, and that ended up biting me in the butt, and I lost the competition. It's a shame. It is a shame. What does that competition entail? Uh, I had to take a picture in a Saints jersey, and if you look at my Twitter at Ichiridis, give me a follow. Uh, it is currently my Twitter, Abby. It's beautiful. You look good in it. I don't like it. I think I. It's not even the jersey. I just think I my hair is all messed up because I had a Charger hat on. I wasn't allowed to wear it. No, you were not allowed to wear it. Strictly Saints. And it's a good look on you. I think you should consider. It is a pretty jersey. I, I mean, in Madden, when I last played Madden, the Saints, that color rush was like my light jersey. And the Chargers color rush was my dark jersey. That's, they're beautiful jerseys. I w- I've, I've gone on record to say those are the best two jerseys in the NFL. Yeah. So I love them. Um, they look good in it. You love to see it. I love winning. <laughs> and uh, also the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That happened. Yeah, that game went by super fast. I it noticed. was so boring. There was, like, one big play. It was, like, boring, but not incredibly boring. It was boring boring. until, like, the fucking six minutes left in the fourth quarter. I think it was boring compared to our expectations. I don't think it was incredibly boring. It was much better than last year's. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, they still scored, uh, like, I don't know. There's 30 total points with five minutes, six minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, and then the Chiefs got hot, scored, uh, what was it, 31 points. Three plus one equals four. 49ers had 20, I think it was. 2 plus 0 equals 2. 2-4 two, in honor of Kobe Bryant. Numerology. Whoa. Numerology. Uh, the chief, uh, Brandon, my cousin Brandon, won because uh, he had 0-0 zero, zero in our football pool. Everyone who does a football pool, I was. it was funny. I was seeing like people tweet about it and everything, and like I heard people talking about it when I was working in Vegas. Like, yeah, my buddy won uh, two out of the th- four quarters, and then someone's <laughs> like, no way, my buddy won two out of the four quarters too. Everyone doesn't like, realize that. Anyone who had those squares won two out of the four quarters. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? Like, there was the same score, too. With a, like, of course. We were all watching the same game. Um, Football squares all work the same. <laughs> it's crazy. So, and he almost won the fourth quarter, too. He was, he kept saying, like, ridiculous ways that the, the, it would happen. And he's like, Chiefs are going to get a, a touchdown and, um, Missed the extra point. And I was like, dude, if the Chiefs get the ball, they're just going to like purposely fall in front of the end zone. Nope, Damon Williams wanted that touchdown. Yes, he if you would have fell, the game would have been over right there. And instead, we had to get you know the Niners still thinking they had a chance. Um, but yeah, they got the touchdown. And then if they would have missed the extra point, he would have won three out of the four quarters, which would have been something. Would have been wild. He didn't. 
the uh, 49ers choked a lead away. The Chiefs came back in all three of their playoff games. Yeah. And is it Kyle Shanahan? Yes. Choke artist. <laughs> I said before the game, whoever loses is going to be a choke artist. 28-3. to <laughs> He was the coordinator in the Falcons. Yep. Patriots game. Yep. And now choked away this Super Bowl. 20-10 to 10 with six minutes left. I want to say there was a moment, not that, well, the Mahomes pass to Tyree Kill, that was like the moment that kind of won the Chiefs a game. I want to say I remember a point in the game, I can't remember now though, where I thought the Niners should have like went for it or done something, and then they didn't, and I was like, you can't do that, and then they lost. I mean, one thing that, I mean, it was earlier in the game, but it completely fucked him over was the uh, George Kittle uh, oh. pass interference. Oh, yeah, that did screw him It was over. a load of shit. Yeah. I'm, I mean, just objectively... <laughs> How do you call that and not call Kyle Rudolph in the end zone? You also said that both of those shouldn't have been called. <laughs> no, they definitely, neither one should have been called. But, I mean, Kittles was less of it than Rudolph's. There was fucking nothing there, and that was a huge deep pass that got pulled back. I don't know if they ended up scoring points or not from that. I don't remember. But I think they might have not scored. No, no, they went to, They just needed to half. That was part of the moment. That's remember? right. That was right before half. They were just, like, sitting on it, and then they did one deep ball, and then whatever. Um, I will say... For as much Jimmy Garoppolo talk and as much as I flip-flop between Jimmy G being the legit quarterback and not being able to trust him, he might have been the reason they lost. Besides the choking, there was a big throw late in the game where they could have taken the lead, and he just missed Emmanuel Sanders by like 10 yards. He makes that throw. Niners might be Super Bowl champions right now. Very true, but Patrick Mahomes was terrible for three quarters. Oh, yeah, he was. I mean, and so he came up when he needed to in the fourth, but he was missing people the entire fucking game. Yeah, he was. And he's, I mean, with that being said, he's, I, he still probably had a better game than Garoppolo. Probably. Had a better quarterback rating and rating, passer rating, whatever the case is. Um, but the Chiefs won by 10 or more, which I, I strongly, strongly predicted. And I'm very proud of myself. Even though it was a bogus uh, last touchdown. It was garbage time, but it still counts. I, I, those alternate lines you could bet on where they have, like, better odds. I should have bet on, like, a Chiefs minus 10 and a half. Probably would have been, like, plus 600 odds no, or something. No, what you should have done is back in like fucking week eight when you said, bro, Chiefs are a good team. Everyone's sleeping on the Chiefs. I should bet on the Chiefs. Patriots are going to have a bad year. Chiefs, everyone's sleeping on them because Mahomes yeah, injured. Ravens are peaking too soon. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. You said this like halfway through the fucking season. You could have made so much money if you would have just pulled the trigger and bet on them. I think they were like six to one to win the AFC and like 12 to one, 10 to one to win the. I think it was like twelve to one to win the Super Bowl, which I would have only put like twenty bucks on it, but still, two forty. That's a lot of blackjack. You love you some blackjack. I That's do. a lot of blackjack. That is a lot of five dollar blackjack. Yeah, I don't know. It's the ones I don't bet that end up winning every time. <laughs> <laughs> like my XFL parlay, I was gonna make that I didn't make because I don't know anything about the XFL. Yeah, that'll that'll pro- probably hit. It'll probably hit. It's the ones I don't. And even when I lose, I usually like actual bets. I usually only lose by you know half a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking bullshit i hate this dude i hate gambling but with that being said jason you started out atrocious when we started doing picks i believe week four yeah you were terrible oh no it was later than week four was it it was like week six yeah we started really late you were garbage i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna put that lightly you started off <laughs> terrible yeah i did you would have been bankrupt before you would have had a chance to make a comeback <laughs> if you were actually betting on these you finished the year 25, 23, and 2, sir. Above 500, baby. Two games above 500. That's all that matters. I'm a winning team. Hot streak to end the season. I cooled off a little bit. But, Jason? Yeah? 30, 19, and 1. Hey, you were still... So you were 
four and a half games better than me. 30, 19, and one. Oh, you're only four and a half games better than me. That's insane. Yeah, but that's how it, I mean, yes and no. What do you mean and no? Because like, obviously I was only four and a half games better than you, but like it looks a lot different. You were two games above 500. Yeah. I was 11. <laughs> yeah. So that's I mean, fine. I was only a little bit better. But I was a lot better. What was I, 25, 23, and 2? Yep. So that's technically 26 wins divided by 26 plus 23, 49. It would have been 26 wins, 24 losses, because half. Your two ties count as one win, one loss. So 25, 23, and 2. So, yeah, that's 50 games. Yeah, so 26 and 24. Yeah, you're right. That is a winning percentage of uh, 52%. Okay. Give me uh, 30... 30.5 30.5 divided by 50, same amount of games. 61%. Much better. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I went 2-0 and in the Super Bowl. I think you went 0-2. No, I went 1-1. We both took the under. Oh, that's right. That's right. We both knew it was going to be snooze fest. For the most part, it was. And I had Chiefs minus one. Hammered it. That's uh, San Francisco plus one, which a couple things happened there. <laughs> Not only do they win, I would have won the Super Bowl square. If they trade that last touchdown where the 49ers get it. Oh, if it was 27-24? Yeah. Yeah. You were uh, rooting for it hard. I was. Uh, yeah. Because I knew not only would that hit, but the thing that really mattered. Not only would I win $500, the thing that really would have mattered, Jay, I would finish the year 2-0 betting on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. My gambling, my props bet pretty much ended when there was a pass interference that I was mad about. And uh, um, the Chiefs committed holding on freaking special teams. Yeah. Fucking special teams. I forgot about offensive holding. And you mean then defensive went, holding? Was it? Yeah. Yes, defense. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. I forgot that the, you could be defensive holding that would have fucked you over. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, just special teams comes out and gets <laughs> fucking holding. <laughs> fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> I love it. I remember the Niners had a few penalties too, their first drive, like two maybe. I don't know. And I was like, oh shit. They really didn't call a lot of penalties this game. They let the boys play. Yeah, I don't know if it was let the boys play or just two good coach teams going at it. I don't know. I was. I was, like, very keenly watching that offensive line when the Niners were playing. You called it a couple of times. Julia. it's holding. It's right there. <laughs> I don't even know what the holding rule is. I've never seen your shirt turn into a white-black striped shirt faster <laughs> in my life. Oh, all right, Ty. So, yeah, I lost that, and I lost the season results. It's okay. We'll do something for baseball. We're not going to do a yearly thing, but we're going to do a, a podcast that's probably maybe coming next week, a little special edition baseball podcast. Yes, sir. But for now, Jay, we still got football. We do have football. Football never stops. It don't stop, especially now that we have the XFL. I'm okay. So we picked AAF teams, and like we didn't really follow it. I'm going to try my hardest. The games are tomorrow today. When you're listening to this, if you're a good listener, and I'm gonna try to watch it. Yeah, I agree. I'm really gonna. I'm a. If I have a chance, I'm gonna put it on and watch it. Um. Also, the AAF was just. I, I feel like this has a better chance of succeeding. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't care about it as much. We do still follow Pig Pig Howard. Oh the yeah, fuck's that wide receivers. Name? Yeah, Pig Howard. I just saw it on Twitter the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, forgot about Antoine him. Antoine Pig Howard. We gotta get him. I wonder on the if podcast. he's on the XFL. You think he switched over? I sure as hell hope so. Whatever team he's on, I'm freaking rooting for Alt Alton Pig Howard. Alton Pig Howard. Um, I don't believe he plays football anymore. That's a shame. Who's my favorite AAF player? Yeah. Me too, Ty. Now, the thing here, Jay, we have to choose teams. Um, Oh, what the fuck? 
I know. Okay, so I looked at like the the. So this is previous. I was looking at like the XFL title odds for some reason, and I saw that the like the Vipers are like the worst team by far. For some reason, I don't remember who was first and who was second and all that. Uh huh. So I'm trying not to pick bias. I'm not. I mean, plus like, who do these guys? Do these odds really even know anything? You know, so. Who's Team 9? I want to be a fan of Team 9. That's what I was just looking at. It's essentially a practice team that is just a full team, just ready to go in case someone gets hurt. I don't I don't know why it's a thing. It's okay. an extra squad stocked with players available to fill open roster spots on any team in the league at any time. So they were just too lazy to give each team a practice squad, so they just made a league-wide practice squad. You know who I like? You know who I think I'm a fan of? Because I think their jerseys are freaking sexy. What is that, Jay? I said it was the Seattle Vipers that had the worst odds, and maybe it's this Vipers. I think I'm going to be a Tampa Bay Vipers fan. The I'm Tampa not Tampa Bay Vipers. I'm going to be a Tampa Bay Vipers fan. Mm. Tampa Bay, a storied football town. Hey, it might be where Phil Rivers plays, so there we go. It might be. On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course. <laughs> not the Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I hate the names of these teams. I love the colors, though. Some of the colors look real nice. Ow, sorry. The names are so fucking lame. I think the DC, DC Defenders is good. Roughnecks? What the fuck's a Roughneck? And I like the Battlehawks. Battlehawks sounds badass. And honestly, it's the one I've been leaning towards. <laughs> uh, St. Louis, that's your NL team? The St. Louis Cardinals? They were. You can make a, uh, make a case for it. But Jason, I'm giving in to East Coast bias here. You going with New York? I'm going with Guardians. The Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm going the Guardians. All right. All right. New York Guardians. No, XFL, I don't want to sign up for some stupid shit. It's a New York team. They're going to be good. Yeah. I'm tired of being on the wrong side of small franchises. <laughs> mm-hmm. As, you know, Southern California team with like top five in attendance. And the Saints. Tired of small franchises, Jay. <sighs> okay. I'm ready to be a New York fan. Who's your head coach? My head coach is Mark Trestman, who I've heard of before. Why is he po- like? Why do I know his name? He's only coached I've heard of him too. Thirty-two games. I think part of my take talks about him a lot. He coached the Bears. Maybe that's why he only coached thirty-two games though in the NFL. Uh, Kevin Gilbride. Never heard of him. I haven't either. Oh, let's look at my depth chart. Who are the Vipers rolling with? Wide receiver. We got Jalen Tolliver. Never heard of him. Um, I've never heard of any of these players. What the fuck's an X wide receiver and a Z wide receiver? Joe Horn? I've heard of him. Where is he from? I don't know. He's a wide receiver. I've heard of him. Look him up. He's on my team, bitch. I've heard of Joe Horn. Oh, oh, that's why. Joe Horn is the old Saints receiver. That's not the same Joe Horn. Yes. <laughs> that did the, the phone call. And this guy, Joe Horn Jr., they're related. Oh, no shit? Yeah. I love it. I'm so glad I chose this team. That <laughs> unintentionally was a connection to my NFL team. Um, who's our quarterback? Matt McGloin. That is the he's a, he's a former NFL quarterback. That's a terrible name. Yeah, he was a, McGloin. He's Josh McCown, 2.0. Who the fuck wants to buy a jersey with McGloin on the back of it? Yeah, he played. Uh, he was on the Raiders for like four years. The Eagles for practice squad. The Texans, Chiefs practice squad, and now he's on the Guardians. All right. His uh, intercept, touchdown interception, 11-11. Keenan Brown? Never heard of him. Sounds familiar. I don't know, man. I've never heard of a single person on my team. My quarterback is Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray. Yeah. 
I do like our backup is a uh, Taylor Cornelius. Cornelius is just a name that I, f- I just I like. I feel like you're automatically a great athlete if you have Cornelius in your name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Murray, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs for two years. Uh, I'm guessing he didn't play. Practice squad for three years in the NFL. He was on the Atlanta Legends of the AAF, I believe that was. Oh, so he's transitioned. Yeah, the AAF, and now he's in the XFL. Um, he got drafted in the fifth round of the 2014 NFL draft. He was the Independence Bowl champion in 2009, Capital One Bowl champion in 2013, SEC passing touchdown leader, SEC career passing yards leader. That's kind of a big deal. The SEC is like the biggest conference. That is a pretty big deal. Um, Yeah, I like it. Where college does he come from? Georgia. He's a Georgia back, Georgia quarterback. Uh, He's also a college football color commentator. Are there are there divisions? Um, East and West, maybe? Who do we... We play the Battlehawks twice. Who do we play week one? So we play on Sunday at but That's the 11. only team we... Oh, we play oh. the Vipers and oh, the Battlehawks. Oh, shit. We play each other in week one, baby. Unintentionally. Tampa Bay... Oh, let's go. Let's go. I think... Okay, so I'm going to look at the XFL odds, but the bet I was going to make was going to be um, the DC Defenders. It was like minus seven and a half. And I think the other team I was going to pick was the New York Guardians because they were underdogs at home. And I was like, why is this team underdogs at home? It makes no sense. <laughs> sleeping on us, bro. MetLife Stadium. Oh, so they're playing at um, the Giants. Yeah. Where? Where's my oh. team located? Oh, no, yeah. All those games. Uh, Raymond James Stadium. That's the Buccaneers Stadium. So they're playing big-time stadiums. Okay, so the XFL title odds. CenturyLink, MetLife. Oh, your team is not good on the title odds, Ty. Hey. The Dallas Renegades are first, plus 350, tied you, with the D.C. Defenders, plus 350, and the Tampa Bay Vipers, plus 350. So I accidentally picked a top team. Oh, did you? I'm a bandwagon. Fucking bandwagon fan, Houston, though. Houston, Los Angeles, and St. Louis are all plus 700. The New York Guardians are plus 750, and the Seattle Dragons are plus 900. At least we're not the Dragons. <laughs> Again, to our Seattle Mariner fans, I apologize for your XFL team. They're also <laughs> garbage. All right, man. Tampa Bay Vipers. I, I might buy myself a hat. They actually they partnered with 47, and um, their hats actually look kind of nice. Do they? I might buy a – yeah, it just – they look like not – they look well-made. I like the Guardians logo. It just looks badass. What is it? Just a G? No, it's like a fucking tiger. It's Ooh. like a saber-tooth looking. I'm going to buy a Vipers hat, Ty. Do it. Be rolling around with my Vipers hat. You ready to get your ass kicked this Tampa week? Tampa Bay Vipers hat. Home opener. Um, Tampa Bay Vipers XFL shop.com. Here we go. If it works, dude, my computer is like not loading right now. Here we go. How much is it? Oh, I can get a jersey for $225? What? Ooh, I like that with the AAF too. They were like absurdly expensive, but the AAF ones looked fucking terrible. Yeah, these actually look like real football jerseys. Kinda. Um Where's the XFL hat that looked good? Or the these don't look like the ones I saw on that Instagram ad. Oh, there it is, Tampa Bay Vipers, baby. Let's go. Sideline coach hat because I'm the coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything that would match that though. I uh, I don't think this is gonna last. But I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna keep up with the Vipers. It'll be fun to watch. Just like I keep up with our Pellies. Zion Wilson Williamson scored like 20 points in like five straight games. It's fucking beast. He helped me out in the Super Bowl. He did. Scored more points than 49ers. More points, assists, and rebounds than the 49ers had points. Yeah. I think he also just scored more points. 
We can make the playoffs, Ty. We're only three games out of the no, no, five games no, no. out of the eighth seed. Jay, we're gonna make the playoffs. Are we gonna go to that game in March? Yeah, we should probably get tickets soon. But yeah, fuck yeah, probably. I don't know. It just depends where where are we gonna sit. What our price range is. We just gotta know these things, you know. We'll figure it out. But I absolutely want to go see my boy Zion before he slumps. Wow, parking at the Staples Center is only six dollars. Holy that shit! That can't be true. No way. That's a great deal. It's like fucking. It's more expensive every time I go to Angel Stadium. I swear to God. It's more expensive to park there than it is to get the fucking ticket. Let's get a suite. Okay, that's fine. Suite I, seats. It's a couple grand. Let's just sit upper bowl. Right in the center. Row. Wow. Someone's trying to sell a upper center ticket for $4,000. You really think someone's going to buy that? <laughs> no one's no one's going to buy that, dude. I don't know. I'll look. Sort by best oh. value, Ty. Let's sort by the best value. Upper center, 3-0 run, row six, two tickets. We would need more than two tickets. I don't know. We'll see. I want to do it, though. I do, too. I also want to go to a Tampa Bay Vipers game when they're out playing the L.A. team. Yeah, one of us should have chose the L.A. team so we can go to a game, but that's all right. That's fine. The Wildcats. I already have a, a team I like in L.A. that no one cares about. I don't want another one. It's very true. <laughs> you already have a team that plays in an empty stadium. You don't need to. Yeah. Hey, tickets are going to be cheap next year, though. Fuck yeah. And I love it. It's going to be a beautiful stadium. I might go to multiple football games. It's going to be like cheaper than Dodger tickets, I feel like. No fucking way. No one's going to want to go to the Charger games. Dude, there's no way they're going to be cheaper than fucking Dodger tickets. They only play eight games. But still, no one's going to want to go. I feel like I can get a good seat for like 40 bucks. <laughs> I really do. We'll see. I re- it's a brand new fucking venue. There's no well, way Well, unless Tom Brady comes to the Chargers and our tickets go up because of it. Because that's all the Chargers care about is uh, making money. Definitely not about winning. We've seen that. If they bring Tom Brady, dude, I'd be so mad. Excuse my yawning. So rude of me, but I'd be so mad. So mad. Tom Brady, someone that they might try to bring out to L.A., uh, a movie town. He's someone who's proven he can he can succeed before. Yeah, we've talked about this before. It would just be the LeBron James coming out to L.A. just to, for a lifestyle and for the Chargers to sell tickets and to play what, with what alongside kind of Austin. Because like movie star, his yeah, kids could grow up in L.A. Some of the movies? Because there just so happens entertainment to be, somehow. There just so happens to be someone else who is great at their craft, maybe making movies. Are you trying to do a Sam Raimi uh, <laughs> got hired to direct Doctor Strange 2. Who's Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi is the man responsible probably for the modern day superhero franchises who directed the Spider-Man trilogy. And multiple... Horror movies. Yeah, I see that now looking at his IMDb. I didn't know anything else he did besides uh, Spider-Man. I, I knew him for Spider-Man, but I know he did um, a bunch of different horror movies. Like, I think he has more horror movies than anything else. I'm looking at yeah, his- Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Um, in which this movie is supposed to be a horror MCU movie. So you have a guy who had an extremely successful franchise. Oh, God. It better not be scary. <laughs> Everyone has said it's going to be a horror movie, like the scariest MCU But then you movie. said Kevin Feige kind of backed it up. Well, everyone assumed he backed it up because they cut the director and got rid of the director. But then they brought in Sam Raimi, who was like literally the perfect fucking fit for this. Who was the original director supposed to be? Uh, Scott Derrickson. 
Don't know who that is. He did the first one. Oh, sorry, Scott. I really liked the first movie. Don't worry, Jay. Oh, when you type in yawning. Scott Derrickson, the first thing that comes up isn't his name. It's Scott Derrickson movies because no one knows what he's done. Deliver mm-hmm. us from evil, sinister, uh, sinister two, oh, Hellraiser, more scary Inferno. movies. Yeah, Poltergeist, twenty fifteen. Wow. So again, he was a scary movie guy. They got rid of him, so everyone assumed, oh, it's not going to be a scary movie. Check that, Sam Raimi. I'm excited. Sam Raimi did very good with the Spider-Man movies. Uh, I told you this on text. What is the chances of them going into a different quote multiverse? And it's just a quick, um, Tobey Maguire cameo. Now, honestly, I think there's a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> We've talked about Tobey Maguire cameo so much about MCU movies. That's fine. This, this is like is, the seventh time we've talked about it. But this is by it. far the most, like, this shit's going to happen. I think there's legitimately, like, a 50-50 chance Tobey Maguire shows up in the movie. I think it'd be fucking great if he was in the scene, It could though. just be something small. That's why I'm like, I think there's 50-50 chance Tobey Maguire's just walking down the street or something. Well, I was, And then Doctor Strange, you know, goes in the multiverse, pops in, and he's like, do I know you? And then he just turns around, he's like, no, not you, and just leaves, like, goes to a different multiverse, like, pop in and out real yeah. quick. I would fucking love it, though, if it's him in the fucking Spider-Man suit. Well, that's what I was envisioning. So I was envisioning, like, going to a different multiverse. You get, like, a back view of a Spider-Man. And maybe you, you can even use the old no, the you, Sam No, you would Raimi. have to use the yeah. Raimi suit. And, like, you know, you get the back angle. And Doctor Strange is just like, oh, Peter, Peter. You know, whatever, like, thinking. And then, like, you see uh, Tommy McGuire just turn around. And then Doctor Strange is just like, oh, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm not home yet or something. Like, it's not the right. Like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. all confused and shit. It would be fucking great. I They should do that. I would love it. I don't know how well Sony will. I mean, it's not like they have. They have a good relationship now. They're going to kind of try and share Spider-Man. But the Sam yeah. Raimi trilogy well, yeah, yeah. is still owned by Sony. So Sony would have to sign off on it, I'm sure. Even if, yeah, even so if that's... Sony doesn't want it, you could still have a Tobey Maguire cameo that doesn't yeah. have you know, implicitly say Spider-Man. They they might even be able to get away with saying Peter. Yeah. No, I'm sure saying they a could generic do that. Name. But yeah. to have the actual suit in it, I think yeah. you would have to get Sony as okay. Um, but just him showing up, that's why I'm like, I feel like there's a 50-50 chance. Even a post-credit scene. I'll take a post-credit scene. It's just something. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like the end of Deadpool where they just had like funny post-credit yeah. scenes or something. Just like a little scene where it's like, oh, fuck. That's him. Yeah. Or like in, uh, what was it, Deadpool 2 where he's like, oh, you're always at this mansion alone and then you see the door in the back it's all the x-men people yeah just something like that like he's going through a thing with a bunch of different multiverses and you see him just like pop his head in yeah i want to see that i'd fucking love if it. they don't do that i'm gonna be pissed I w- they need to this is such a perfect opportunity that they, they can't fuck it up we should write mcu movies we've had some good post credit scene ideas <laughs> <laughs> i do know uh sam raimi is known um for the guy um in evil dead i gotta look up his name now I've never seen Evil Dead. Don't even know what it's about. Zombies? It is. It is about zombies. Um, the actor, Bruce Campbell. Okay. I, I haven't found that, but I believe that's his name. Um, I don't know. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, his name's Bruce Campbell. How okay. did I find that so much quicker than you? I don't I don't know. Bruce Campbell. He like did a cameo in every single one of the Spider-Man movies playing a different character. Oh, really? Yeah. So like he did that, you know, um, Evil Dead movies with Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. and then in the Sam, like in the Spider-Man franchise, he gave him a cameo. And I think in like all of his movies, he gives him just a stupid little cam- cameo. You're like, hey, that's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. It's a perfect fucking fit for him to do that with Tobey Maguire. You're like, hey, that's Tobey Maguire. Ah, they need to do that. It's perfect. He loves doing little cameos for people he's done work with before. Yeah, he's a great fit for this. 
I mean, what else is Tobey Maguire doing? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, what? What's the last Tobey Maguire movie you can think of? Um, let's find out, Jay. Uh, <laughs> if we're being honest, The Great Gatsby. <laughs> uh, his <laughs> his last movie that he's credited with was Boss Baby. That's a good movie. Pawn Sacrifice, which is a movie about Bobby Fischer. Have you ever even heard of that? Nope. I think The Great Gatsby. Labor Day. 2013, that kind of is this last live action one I see. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He could do Brittany this. Brittany Runs a Marathon, 2019. Yeah, he's never a, heard of that. He's got plenty of plenty of time on his hands to come and do one day of filming. Is he in shape to get back in the suit though? Or maybe it's like into the Spider Verse where he's intentionally out of shape. He's skinny. He could fit in the suit. He doesn't have to be buff. The suit's gonna hide it. I don't know, man. I think that suit definitely doesn't hide it. I think it shows it more than anything. Very tight suit. Definitely had to get in shape to play Spider Man. I think he could fit in it. I think we need him. We need it to happen. Tobey Maguire 2019. Let's see. What does he look like? And he looks exactly the same. Just a beard. I think he's got a beard now. Dude, I would love that. I would. Why Tobey Maguire got blacklisted by Hollywood. A video on YouTube. I might need to watch that. <laughs> um, I also know that they, you know, there's shit going around with Doctor Strange. They've kind of, st- like, started a rewrite phase. Not Ooh. complete rewrites, but... Um, they hired someone to like rework the script right after Sam Raimi got added on. So hopefully he has something to do with that too. And he's not only directing it, but can have some say in it because the Spider-Man movies for the most part are good. Yeah. Um, three was a lot of Sony butting in and making Sam Raimi do shit. He didn't want to do. Yeah. So I think if you give him, he's shown the ability to sh- like tell good stories. And I think now with all these different characters and probably one of the weirdest, most, you know, unique movies in the MCU about to come out with Doctor Strange. I'm excited for it. I love the first Doctor Strange. It's going to be scary. I don't think you should be excited for it. I think you will not enjoy it. it. I'll have to see it, though, and I'll have to be scared the whole time. Another movie you have to see. Birds of Prey. I've already seen it. I'm not going to talk about it at all because we're going to do a movie rating scale probably next episode. Next episode. I will talk about it because I'm going to see it tomorrow. Today, if you're listening to this when it releases. Holy shit. Reviews are actually good. Yeah, they are. Reviews are good. I was very surprised. It's projected to lose money right now. Um, but yeah, It's I not a, doing well at the box office, right? Like, it's not, but I have a feeling that that's going to change. I think it's going to have a great second week drop off. I think it's barely going to drop off because typically it's at, like, at least 50% yeah. from the first to second week. I think with the reviews coming out and like legitimately the general consensus, I feel like, is holy shit, that movie's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot more people are going to go see it than the second week now that it, the reviews are out on it um i, I got think, some comments about it too man yeah and we'll talk about it um i just wanted to say i will be seeing it we will be doing a movie scale and i'm surprised they actually made what appears to be a good movie the yeah, audience scores, down to 82 on not rotten tomatoes but the audience score is like 80 yeah 86 that's fucking great <laughs> might be the highest dceu movie yeah i mean it doesn't have to be a masterpiece but if it's a fun enjoyable movie i think they succeeded so we'll watch it we'll talk about it we'll do a movie scale Everybody else go watch it. You got a week. Yeah. It's good. It's worth it. It's definitely worth the movie ticket. I thought it was good. It's uh the one thing I will say, it's uh without spoiling. It's very unique. Love it. It's a very unique movie from this movie to just like other DCE movies or even other Marvel movies. 
That's what I've heard. I've I would heard say there's good. no other superhero movie like this movie. It's an R rating, that which I is love. which isn't is gonna be good. And they lean into that. Do they? they? Do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Not a lot, a lot, but they do lean into it. You definitely noticed the R. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. They have to do that. That's the only way they're gonna compete with the MCE, MCU. Well, I don't think they're competing. I think they're they're both playing different games. They're just trying to say they want to compete. They want to, but they're not. How about the uh, the Fast Nine trailer, Ty? <sighs> so over these fucking movies. I freaking love them. I'm a car guy too. I like I like watching cars go fast. I usually enjoy shitty action racing movies. I'm gonna see this because John Cena's in it as his brother. I probably won't. I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw, which I heard I was actually really good. I didn't see it either. But you give me a cop who's now fighting a superhuman. And a franchise that started about stealing DVDs hey, hey, and hey. street racing. It's hey. just absurd. They've it, just things they've evolve. Used, they've used the name and big stars to just make as much money as possible. Think how the MCU evolved. It started with Iron Man, you know, how to make his own suit and everything in the cave, and it was like semi realistic. And then you fight how is Thanos. Semi realistic. Man made a new element. But it was like not crazy, and then you're overdoing intergalactic they did Thor fighting. For like their third movie. Hey. I think you just need to lean into what Fast and the Furious is right now and not but play the realism card because it's not pretending to be realistic. It's not, even remotely. They have a plane that catches a car out of midair. Hey. Dude, like, slams into, like, a broken-down rope bridge and then the rope wraps around his front That's axle, the point assuming, of the movies. And he just glides with the car hooked up to a rope. I bet he lands perfect, too, and doesn't slide in, you know, slam into the side of a cliff. He catches a car in midair while standing on top of another car in midair. It should be appreciated because I've I've heard that justin lynn the director of most of the later movies he does a lot of like practical stunts they don't do a lot of cgi so i'm sure vin diesel caught that car okay obviously that's (laughs) well no that i could actually see that being a practical stunt where that was like a 10 pound i don't know how they would do that make it out of all like aluminum or something i don't know there's no way a foam if it was foam you could do it and then just add a little bit of cgi to it you could do it but they just, it wouldn't look good. That would take so much. Hey, I know the past movies, they did a lot of practical stunts. I'm sure they did. I'm sure I'm sure Vin Diesel really stomped on a parking structure and had it crumble down. Yep. Um, I'm sure. Hey, listen to Bill sure Simmons Rewatchable. Ripped a, a machine gun off the side of a helicopter and then just, just sat there actually shooting it in the middle of the street. I don't think you should be... Uh... They're just too absurd for me at this point. You want to listen to 26 six stunts? And you know what? You know what? You know what's the worst part, Jay? What? It's not the bullshit action. It's not the jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper. Or the random DJ from Ludacris where he started out just hosting racing events. (laughs) Being a super hacker and knowing everything about technology. Um, It's not Han who very, very, very clearly died in an exploding (laughs) car coming back for this. It's none of that. It's Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto, yeah, having his entire life, his entire life, revolve around two things, an ice-cold Corona, <laughs> and family. <laughs> and now, in the 10th movie in this franchise, we're finding out he has a brother that no one's fucking talked about. Hey, they, maybe, I didn't watch the trailer, so I, I don't know, but maybe they got separated at birth. No, he knows who he is. It bad. That's his brother. He didn't want to bring him up because he's bad, you know, bad past. Took us ten movies. Just because they're blood doesn't mean they're familia. There's a difference between blood and familia, Ty. And no one That's has what, brought him. You up. haven't learned that yet. No one has brought. That's him why you need up. to not see him, this movie. Not his sister. 
None of the stories about him and his dad. And I mean, sure, he's a bad guy. So was Dominic Toretto. He was in jail. He was st- he was a criminal. The whole franchise started by a cop trying to infiltrate his it's, operation. It's personal reasons why he's it's a bad absurd. guy to Vin Diesel. It's he, absurd. He wronged him in some way. Family can never do no wrong. <laughs> there again, there's a difference between blood and familia. That's what you're not understanding. But that's his thing. He forgives if you're family. Well, this that obviously man started was a off deep his cut. family. This is a deep cut, Ty. It's a, it's a he couldn't see him. What can you say? Not only that, John Cena is so white compared to fucking Vin Diesel. <laughs> to be fair, I said They're the same thing. They're just both big buff guys. I said the exact same thing, but Vin Diesel actually has a twin in real life that looks nothing like him, so I'll let it slide. Really? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Look up Vin Diesel's twin. It looks nothing like him. Does it look like John Cena? It doesn't look like John Cena, but uh, definitely doesn't look like Vin Diesel. Paul Vincent is his name. Oh, I know Paul Vincent. I don't think he. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, if that guy can be can be Vin Diesel's twin, right. John C. Can, Cena can be like a half brother. He or definitely can. They can share a mom. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I take that back. Um, I don't know. I might see it. I might not. I don't know. I will probably will because John Cena. But I know you weren't thrilled with uh the trailer, so I Absolutely wanted to bring it up. Absurd. Also, major overlook that I was just thinking about today. Vin Diesel's name. His mm-hmm. last name is Diesel. Yeah. He's never drove in a diesel in any of the movies. Seems like an oversight. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah. I feel like he's got to drive at least one. Do you know his name is actually Mark Sinclair? He made a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Who I the just fuck looked... wants to see an action movie with Mark Sinclair? I just looked him up. Yeah, I don't know where he got the Vin Diesel name from, but. Much more badass. Yeah. I think he saw the script for Fast and the Furious, and he's like, what if my last name was Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get from Mark Sinclair to Vin Diesel? You know, I'm willing to bet we could find a pretty decent list of actors who their name are nothing like. Uh, I found out. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Nicki Minaj isn't Nicki Minaj. I'm sure it's not. What is it? I don't. It was like it's something close. Um. Oh, here's the top ten most ridiculous celebrity name changes. On oh, time. fuck yeah! Let's hear it. Let's go to full list. Um, Calvin Brodius Jr. Do you know who that is? Here's a here's a throwback uh, trivia time with Tyler. Um, DJ Khaled. Snoop Dogg. Oh, shit. Or Snoop Lion. Um, okay, half Calvin. of these are... Half of these are stupid. Who the fuck wants to smoke weed and hang out with a Calvin? Um, do you know who Lila Ko Moon is? Lila Ko Moon? No. Oh. Learn her real name is Lisa Bonnier. Uh, do you know who um, Big Baby Jesus is? <laughs> Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> well, he used to be called Old Dirty Bastard. So, wow. <laughs> oh, Karen Karen Johnson. Okay. Otherwise known as Whoopi Goldberg. Oh shit. Mark- Whoopi Goldberg. I think she just wanted to be good with money. It's like I'm gonna have the last name Goldberg. Uh, Mark Sinclair Vincent to Vin Diesel. Ron Artest to Meta World Peace. That's that's great though. I fucking love that one. Prince to a symbol i guess prince changed his name to a symbol at one oh, point so these are like they just changed their nicknames this yeah. is like puff and diddy and puff he's got, daddy to p diddy to diddy yeah just done that a bunch of times i want to know people with just the nerdiest lame ass fucking real names and then they change it to something fucking yeah i mean mark sinclair to vin diesel celebrities who have different real names here we go l.com 36 celebrities who have different real names i got lot. a long list Oh, I know some of these. 
just based on the picture. View gallery. Dwayne Johnson. Olivia Wilde. <laughs> okay. Olivia <laughs> Domesticated. Olivia Cockburn. <laughs> Can't go around being a Cockburn in Hollywood. It's not going to get you many roles. That was a name you could have like jokingly guessed and would have gotten it. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, okay. Is Laura Jean Reese Witherspoon. So she just went with one of her middle names. So oh. her first name is Laura. That's fine. I don't think that's too crazy. Oh, this one I knew. This is the one. Bruno Mars. Um, did you know his name wasn't Bruno Mars? I did. I don't know what his name is. Peter Jean Hernandez. Peter Jean Hernandez. Okay. Gigi Hadid. Okay. Is Jelena Hadid. I guess Gigi's just short for Jelena. Yeah, she's like a nickname. Oh, Katy Perry. Isn't really name? Katy Perry? No. It's Katherine Hudson. Wow. And she adopted her mother's last name to avoid being confused with actress Kate Hudson. That's fair. N- Natalie Portman. Look, that's a white-ass name. Who the fuck chooses Natalie Portman? I'll tell you why. Her real name is Netta Lee Hirschlag. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably so offensive to people with these last names. Like, fuck these guys. Uh, Portman is the actress's grandmother's maiden name. Okay. I mean, keeping it in family, at least. Demi Moore. Demi Lovato. Is really named Demi Jean Guinness. Quote. Er, Guinness? Guinness. G-U-I-N-E-S. I think that's Guinness. Parentheses. Some sources claim her first name was Demetria at birth, but Demi denies it. Demetria. Oh, here we go. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, shit. Um, Jogging Phoenix. His real name, Joaquin Raphael Bottom. That's a tough name if you're gay. Well, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Phoenix's parents ditched the last name Bottom in 1979 and reinvented themselves as the Phoenix family. Oh, the whole fucking family yeah. went by Phoenix? <laughs> Dad, went from Bottom just, to Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> they are just sitting around the dinner table. He's like, you know what? I'm fucking Mark Phoenix now. <laughs> uh, Kit Harrington. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Game of Thrones. He's going to be uh, Moon Knight in the MCU. Uh, his name is pretty... It's Christopher Gatsby Harrington. Gatsby. You got to stick with Gatsby. His Didn't know his real name was Christopher until he was 11 years old. Wow. That's pretty... Julianne Moore. Um, she was in Crazy Stupid Love. Her name is actually Julie Space Ann Smith. Oh, she just said, put them boys together, give me some more. Moore's given name was too popular in Actors Union, so she created a mashup of her other family members' names. She said, my father's middle name is Moore, my mother's na- mother's name is Ann, so I just slammed the Ann onto Julie. I like it. Tag your business. Okay, this one's stupid. Megan Markle, the one that's married to oh, the royal family. Prince. Her real name's Rachel Megan Markle. Whatever. Stupid. Emma Stone. Oh, oh this is stupid. stupid love. Emily. Just, yeah. Emily Jean Stone. That's so fucking... It's, that's oh, not a name change. Oh, here's one I didn't know. Okay. Jamie Foxx. Who? Jamie Foxx. Okay. Um, Eric... Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Eric Marlon Bishop. That's a pretty cool name. I, I like Jamie Foxx, but I'm fine with the regular name. When he was getting started on the stand-up circuit, he noticed that female comedians were so rare that they would always score a slot. So when I went to the list and wrote down unisex names, Stacy Green, Tracy Brown, Jamie Foxx, and I'm the first guy called, he goes, Jamie Foxx, is she here? I said, no, brother, that's me. And then I go on stage and I get a standing ovation. That's fucking smart. I think he was probably talented enough that he didn't need to change his name, but. <laughs> Prince Harry is Henry Charles Albert David. I don't count that. 
<laughs> Calvin Harris. Oh, DJ? I think that's what he is. Yeah, musician. His real name is Adam Richard Wiles. That's a good choice. Scottish musician wanted to change people's perspective, that new perceptions of him. So he started with his name. My first single was more of a soul track, and I thought Calvin Harris sounded a bit more racially ambiguous. He said in an interview shortlist, I thought people might not know if I was black or not. After that, I stuck with it. What was his name? Adam Richard Wiles. I want to hear that new Adam Richard Wilde track. It's fucking sick. Uh, Brad Pitt's real name is William Bradley Pitt. Again, just goes by his middle name. Oh, here we go. If you can guess this, I'll give you all the money in my bank account, Tyler. Okay. Lord's name. Um. Um. Oh, oh, oh. Stan Marsh. <laughs> That's a great episode of South Park. Fucking great episode. Uh, Ella Marisha Lonnie Yelich O'Connor. <laughs> That's fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, I think you just have to choose something shorter than that because you can't print that on every album. Uh, Rihanna. Um, R- R- Ryan. Robin Rihanna Fenty. Rihanna is her actual middle name? I'm guessing, yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, her last name. Yo. Her last name is Fenty, and that's her, that's her makeup brand. She's exposing herself. <laughs> Lucy Hale. Okay. Karen Lucille Hale. Okay, I'm just going to... Oh, here we go. Lady Gaga. Oh, um... I don't know. Stephanie Joanne and Angelina Germanota. No, that's... I thought it was going to be her name in uh, Star is Born, but it's not. Um, The story behind Lady Gaga's stage name began with the autocorrected text message. In 2006, she met with music producer Rob Fuseri, who compared her vocals to Queen's Freddie Mercury. He would sing Radio Gaga whenever she entered the studio, and one day they were texting, and his phone autocorrected it to Lady Gaga. She reportedly texting back, that's it. He's like, what the fuck do you mean, that's it? (laughs) Uh, Miley Cyrus. Um, Hannah? Destiny Hope Cyrus. Her name is Destiny? When Cyrus was a baby, her family called her Smiley because she always had a grin on her face. She legally changed her name to Miley Ray Cyrus in 2009. Wow. Oh, here we go. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> it's uh, Onika Tanya Mirage. Mirage to Minaj. Yeah. Frank Ocean. Okay. He's got a cool name, so whatever it was, he chose good. Christopher Edwin Bro. I think it's bro. It's B-R-E-A-U-X. So I'm assuming it's Brux. like Go Tigers. Go Tags. <laughs> bro. In 2014, Ocean legally changed his name to Christopher Francis Ocean. He said in a 2011 Complex interview, it just felt cool. None of us, are, right. none of us are our names. If you don't like your name, then change your name. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. John Legend. I mean, he had to start out somewhere. He's probably just John Normal. John Roger Stevens. Steven, no reasons. Steve Rogers. It's almost Captain America backwards. <laughs> okay, that one's dumb. Again, Ashton Kutcher is Christopher Ashton Kutcher, whatever. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Okay. Is really Winona Laura Horowitz. Horowitz. No reason given. <laughs> She's like, fuck it. Mila Kunis is Milena Markovna Kunis. Look, this is Mindy Kaling. Oh, from the Mindy show. Is a real name Vera Mindy Chokalingam. That's uh, that's definitely uh, I have a foreign sounding last name, and you guys aren't gonna hire me, so I'm gonna change it. Alicia Keys. <laughs> what? Alicia Aguello Cook. Oh, I bet she would have kept it if she became a chef. 
<laughs> play piano. Tina, <laughs> Tina, yeah. Tina Fey is Elizabeth Stub, Stumatina Fey. Stumatina, like one, Stumatina Fey. <laughs> no, Elizabeth, middle name is Stumatina. Stamatina. I don't know. S-T-A-M-A-T-I-N-A. Fey. Stamatina. Stamatina Fey. I'm going to name my daughter Stamatina. Oh, okay, this one, Drake, obviously. Do you know Drake's real name? I've seen it. Something very feminine. It's Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey. Tyler. Aubrey is a feminine name. Aubrey Drake Graham. Oh, shit. I was going to say Aubrey Huff, but I think that was a guy. Yeah. (laughs) Mandy Moore is uh, Amanda Laymore. Lame. Do you know who Nina Dobrev is? Nope. Okay, then we can skip her. Topher Grace. Uh, Bad Spider-Man movie. Christopher John Grace. Is that the guy? Topher Grace, the guy from that 70s show? I don't know. And uh, Ludacris. It's the last person on this list, Ty. Vin Diesel, not on this list. How do they not get Vin Diesel? Yeah, that's the guy from that show. I don't know. Vin Diesel's a big overlay, uh, <laughs> oversight. Who uh, was the last guy? Ludacris. Uh, I think I do know this one. Christopher. Yep. Christopher Brian Fuck Bridges. Him, let's go. You got one, the last one, but I nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll tell you what. None of those were as much as an improvement from Mark Sinclair to Vin Diesel. <laughs> Absolutely made that man's career. You think he gets the Triple X franchise if his name's Mark Sinclair? Let's go see Mark Sinclair fucking ski off in a fucking mountain. <laughs> no one cares about that. Let's go see Vin Diesel. Here's a hundred celebrities with different names. I don't want to go oh, through Jesus. all hundred. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I don't even. This article doesn't even make sense. Um. Oh, did you see the new um, Vin Diesel movie? That's not Fast and the Furious. Wasn't like a comic book movie. It actually looked like so ridiculous. It just looked like Fast and the Furious, but comic book. It actually looked pretty decent. It comes out in like March. I told Riley, I was like, I might see that. What's it called again? Um, Don't remember. Bloodshot. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a comic book movie. It is, yeah. Okay, my mouse is not working. What the hell? Tyler, my mouse isn't working. I don't know what's going on. It's just like not on my screen. You don't need a mouse. Dude, where's my mouse? Okay. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, it actually looks pretty good. I would check out the trailer, tie. I feel like this is a I wanted to be in the cool superhero Fast and Furious movie, and they didn't let me, so I'm just going to make my own superhero movie. What do you mean? He's in the cool superhero Fast and Furious movie. No, he's not. He's in all the Fast and Furious. No, the Hobbs and Shaw. Oh. The actual superhero. Yeah, but he, Super villain. he runs that whole thing. Did, he made that decision. Did you know who appeared in that movie? No. It was like a famous guy who was not talked about at all, but... Showed up in Fast Furious franchise might be an F nine. Oh 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 oh! I know this. I know this. Oh my god! Then tell me. I don't. Oh my god! I know this. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I know it. Give me like five minutes. Sorry, listeners. We're, we're towards the end of the podcast. Idris Elba. He was very much credited. He's okay. the main bad guy. <laughs> Damn it! That was that was not a secret at all. He was in every single trailer. <laughs> okay, never mind. Probably got paid second most. <laughs> Who? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he was in Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, they just did, weren't talked about or, you know, didn't talk about it or anything. And then he was in it. So maybe he's in F9. How big of a role did he play? Um, pretty decent one, I believe. Oh, yeah, you didn't see the movie. Yeah, I didn't see the movie, but I know he showed up in it. Tyler, how are you going to, like, say, talk about Nine Underground, but then hate on, ba- on the Fast and the <laughs> Nine Furious, Underground. Or Six Underground. I don't know Sorry. if it knew what it was going for, but I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Okay. All right. Uh, just give Fast Nine a chance with an open mind. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh shit! 
What? And Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was in Fast and the Furious? Yeah. What? In Hobbs and Shaw, I'm assuming. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart make uncredited appearances as CIA agent Victor Locke and Air Marshal Dinkley, respectively. Wow. They fucking made Kevin Hart's name Dinkley. I feel like that's just a shot at his height. <laughs> yeah, someone in the short, you would know something about that. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, One last thing is uh, there's two movies on Redbox I want to see, Ty. Redbox. I think they're on Redbox. Throwing I could back. be wrong. Throwing it back. Yeah, usually people just stream shit now. Yeah, but if but it's Redbox not is a, still good and handy. If it's not on a streaming show, service, Redbox you, some love. you pay $2 and go get to watch the movie. Um, I use it occasionally. It's been a while. What are they? Um, I actually don't know if this first one's on Redbox. Jojo um, Rabbit yet? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I know you it's out it. digitally. You need to see it. Um, that's one I want to see. And uh, Waves is on Redbox. I've talked about that movie before. I don't really know much about it. I just heard good reviews about it, so I want to watch it. What is it? It uh, traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. Yeah, I would choose Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> but that sounds like it could be it good, It had too. 13 wins and 37 nominations. It's not the best picture on me. I think it was made by, um, I could be wrong, but I want to say it was made by A24 or whatever that... Um, they're hit and miss. That studio was? Yeah, A24 made Uncut Gems. They, uh, I watched a movie with Victoria the other day. It was on, I think it was on Netflix. About these people. Yeah, who, they did make it. They're Sorry, like high school students, and they just broke into houses and stole things from rich people. Under the Silver Lake? No, I don't think so. Oh, the trailer for Under the Silver Lake looks like that would be the movie that you're talking about. And it had Emma Watson in it. That was surprising. She is terrible. She's by far the worst actor in the movie, too. Really? She does atrocious. It's uncomfortable. I'm like, you get paid a lot to be in big movies. Why are you this bad? <laughs> it was just so boring. They have some good movie, like, so, um, Moonlight obviously was a best picture. That was A24. Yeah, I didn't know that. that I, I was think a so. Very good movie. It pops up. Um. I think so. I don't know. It pops up on the list of movies A24. Yeah. Uh, the Farewell, which Riley loves. We had um, Lady Bird. I think that was nominated too, right? I think so. Um, Eighth Grade, which I know was like a well-renowned movie. Didn't really love it that much. The Lighthouse. Um, I heard that was decent by Riley. Um, that's about all I see. The Lobster. Uncut Gems. Oh, that was the movie with, um, what's his name? That movie got nominated, I think. The Lobster? It had, what's his name in it? Oh my God, why am I so dumb, dude? Colin Farrell. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't, didn't get nominated, it just had a really weird plot, but it had 88%, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why you were just like, what's his name? Like we were just talking about him or something. Because I saw his picture and his name was on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't. Green Room? Why does that movie seem familiar? I don't know. Probably thinking a Green Book. Yeah, probably. Which is the best picture nominee. Um, I'm sure some of these also got nominated for other things, but I'm stupid, so I don't know these things sometimes. That's fine. All right. You got anything else, Ty? I don't. It was C- a good pod. Congrats to our uh, our giveaway winner again. Yeah. We'll uh, tweet that we'll out right now. You. Congrats to me for winning the Super Bowl bet and Jason for having a St. Jersey Congrats profile pick. Congrats to the Dodgers for getting Wookie Betts and the Angels for getting Ross Stripling and Jock Peterson. And the Angels for having uh, better offense. Best offense in baseball, possibly. (laughs) Be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.